Hey guys, this is Anna. So before we get today, get on with the show today, let's hear from our sponsor. Hey everybody, this is Rambling, so a transgender Christian, and I am your host, Anna. So yeah, we definitely have a bit of a show today. Um, I am always second to the punch. So last year I wanted to set up a second blog in addition to my ramblings of a transgender Christian blog. And I found out that somebody was using the exact same name that I had come up with. And they had literally set up their blog just two weeks before I started mine. Just two weeks. Under the same name that I was going to use. So yeah, that was fun. <laughs> you know, and it was late to the punch for that one. And then a few days ago, you know... I was just kind of, you know, just thinking things out. And I came up with the term dirtbag Christianity because, you know, dirtbag left. But what if we apply that to Christianity? And then, you know, I, of course, I decided to go, you know, when I went to the library the next day, I decided to look up to see if that term was already in use. And, of course, there was one person, like, there seems to only be one person on the Internet, at least I could find, using that term. And they actually run a substack called... Um, the Dirtbag Christian. And by the way, I will try to remember to put a link to the Dirtbag Christian in the description. Um, it's a must-read. Like, her newsletter is a must-read. Cannot recommend it highly enough. I have subscribed to it, read a lot of her articles. Absolutely fantastic. Um, can't recommend it highly enough. I honestly can't. And so, yes, I am, once again, second to the punch on something. I am second to the punch in labeling myself a dirtbag Christian. And so if you want to understand what that kind of means, I'm actually going to kind of refer to the founder of dirtbag Christianity um, as a legitimate term. Um, the dirtbag Christian herself. So she actually wrote an article um, a while ago talking about, you know, what being a dirtbag Christian means. And it's a kind of a long article. And to be honest, a lot of it is just, you know, her kind of repeating herself or reaffirming things. And she, of course, came to the term dirtbag Christian the exact same way I did. You know, the dirtbag left. And it's like, hey, why don't we just, you know, wait, 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 can't there be a Christian dirtbag, you know, like dirtbag Christian, you know. And, but I feel like the last few paragraphs of her little article are kind of what I want to focus on to explain what being a dirtbag Christian is. <clears throat> my dirtbag Christianity is best represented when I'm getting stoned off my ass and listening to me without you, or when I'm posting thirst trap pictures where both my Jesus fish tattoo are barely concealed and obviously pierced nipples are visible. Or when I'm reading the Bible app and trying to pray for myself not to not actively wish death threats upon prominent conservative figures. Or when I'm playing Final Fantasy XIV and making references to Vintage 21 Jesus parody videos that nobody else gets. Or when my kids giggle as I accidentally drop the F-bomb in front of him for the 10th time that day. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> More than that, dirtbag Christianity is an attitude. 
It's beyond looking to get along with her conservative evangelical brethren as perfectly nice and respectable mainline Christians. Because frankly, I couldn't give a single fuck of what those people think of me. I don't care if they think I'm a real Christian. I don't need to defend myself to them. I'm not scared of what other Christians think of me. I'm not here to impress them with my intellectual interpretations or kindly thoughts. There are a ton of mommy blogger progressive Christians out there who do that shit way better than I do. I don't want to be anyone's spiritual guide. I'm not perfect. I'm not, a G I'm not Jesus. I never will be. So they can call me a heretic, a harlot, and a sinner. I still identify as Christian. I'm deeply obsessed with the figure of Christ, with the idea of overthrowing empires and pushing forth the lowest class people and all the other rejects. I want to find the most controversial, trashiest, broken people and see more God in them and in any of all the than any of the all-American mannequin pastors with her perfect teeth smiles. <laughs> I imagine the kingdom of God here on earth. And I see the resurrection as a reminder that no matter how bad things look, they can get better again. It's the only optimism left in my hopelessly cynical life some days. And it's enough. Jesus is enough. And at the end of the day, I still want everyone around me to feel like for enough too. And I'm just a dirt Christian dirtbag, baby. Maybe I run around barefoot, unshowered, brawless with my kids in tow. Maybe my opinions are dumb, littered with curse words. Maybe I'm an irreverent miscreant, bringing shame and shock to my family. Maybe I'm not the ideal, quote-unquote, Christian witness. And maybe proper progressive Christian publications can't be associated with my naughty meme-sharing dipshits with me. Um, but that's the only way I know how to be. A dirtbag and a Christian. So yeah, there were several things that I definitely, that really stood out to me. And I definitely found totally relatable. Um, in the first paragraph, she says... When I'm reading the Bible app and trying to pray for myself to not actively wish death of threats upon prominent conservative figures. Holy fuck. I get that. I gotta be honest, that is totally me. You know? There have been so many fucking times when I'll read, you know, on Twitter, some conservative dipshit, you know, like Caitlin Benner, Benner, Bennett, Roger Ayer, Matt Walsh or somebody, you know, just say something so fucking stupid, you know, or in Caitlin Bennett's um, case, something that's literal Nazism, you know, it's just like, you know, forthright much, bitch, um, you know, and it's just like, Holy shit! Just, just get me near these fuckers, you know. You know, turn off all the cameras. Make sure in a place of no security cameras. Let me at them, you know. Let, let, let's see how this goes, you know. Not gonna lie, you know. There times now you fantasize about violence, you know, against these fuckers, you know. So see, you know, I've even fantasized at times. People going up and just straight up killing them. These are things that I struggle with. I'm totally, completely. You know, there have been times when I find myself starting to pray to God. Asking and praying for death upon these fuckers. 
just going to say, holy shit, God, these people are so destructive. <laughs> Rid of them now, Lord. Please, what are you doing? Why are you allowing them to live? You know? <laughs> then, you know, I have to stop myself. It's like, Anna, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why would you do that? That's wrong. You're supposed to pray blessings over your enemies, not curses and death. You know, that's me. I, I totally struggle with that shit. I totally get it. You know? Then, you know, it just talks about, you know, how it's, you know, beyond looking to get along for a conservative evangelical brethren as perfectly nice and respectable mainline Christians. Totally. I am at a point and it's just like, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck what you think about me. I'm never going to be anything more than a dirty sodomite who, you know, who, who must be destroyed to these evangelical motherfuckers. You know, that's all I'm ever going to be. I'm just going to be that dirty sodomite who must be rid of. So why do I fuck? Do I give a shit about what they think of me, what they say, or anything? I'm, I, I, like, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to unify with a side that wants me gone, that wants me dead, that wants to try to force me to live inside of a tiny little box that they can feel comfortable with. It's not happening. You know? I mean, you know, uh, I pray that, you know, doesn't mean I, you know, I want harm to come upon them. But I'm not unifying with them. You know, I will never, you know, until they repent, until they learn, until they, you know, be better, basically, you know. Stop, you know, in for bigotry on their sleeves, you know, trying to force everyone, you know, wishing death upon, you know, LGBT people. Say, I'm not going to unify with you. It's not going to happen. I am, I am beyond giving a shit about unifying. You know, and that's hard for me. Growing up, um, my parents really pushed, you know, me, try, you know, pushed me to try to be respectable, try to be well-spoken, try to be a unifying force. And, you know, even, you know, when I started blogging and started making YouTube channels and all this stuff, like, I kind of tried to be the unifying person, but it's just like, it's not me. Look, if you want nothing to do with me, if you think that I should be dead, you know, if you think that I am someone who must be destroyed because I am destroying Western culture, why should I have to be expected to unify with you? Why am I the one who has to appear respectable, appear reasonable, appear well-spoken, you know, be the one, you know, speaking for you. It's like, no, you, you, you be the unifying one. You be the one to come to us saying, hey, we were wrong. You be the one, you know, to, to learn to be more well-spoken rather than, yeah, if you're trans, you're a dirty sodomite who's going to burn in hell and you're degrading and you're destroying family units. I'm not. As long as there is injustice like this, as long as the church wants nothing to do with people like me, I ain't gonna be there with a fucking flamethrower every single day burning this shit down. Burning down the conserv... Just burning down the, inst the institution of the church. 
because I am to be honest, I am an acceleration. I, I am in many ways an accelerationist. I am, I, I like I am somewhat a revolutionist. I think that I am not someone who believes that the church can be saved. I don't. I think the church is beyond reform. I think that the only way to ever save the church is for it to fucking burn down completely in every way. And you know what? I'm going to sit in it and guess what? I've got gasoline and a rag in my hand. And, and I'm, not, I'm not ashamed of admitting that. This is my position for years now. I have no nostalgia. I have no love for the church. As a kid, I was indoctrinated. I saw very early on how corrupt, you know, ministry is. I saw the backstabbing that happens in ministry. I saw how broken it is. You know, I saw the exclusion that churches have, you know. There is nothing good about the American church. Not even one good thing. I I genuinely cannot think of a single thing that's good about the American church at all. I genuinely cannot. I never have been. Even as I could, I could never say a good thing about the American church. I have no love for it, you know. And I and it and you know the more and the more I study the American church and how deeply fucked up it is, the more I guys come to realize it can't be reformed. It, it just can't. It has to burn down. And so you know when I hear you know more and more now that you know. More than half of America, you know, 51% of Americans don't go to any religious service, including church. That makes me happy. I want, I don't want Americans to go to church. I want the church to completely crumble and collapse in a blaze that's so big, so beautiful that everybody is watching it happen. You know, nobody can ignore it. I want nothing but complete, utter humiliation of the church as it is right now. And then, once it gets completely destroyed, people like me can come in and start rebuilding the church into a much healthier image. That's how I view it. Because I want nothing to do with the church as it is. I, I don't. I, I, I have no interest in being a part of the church as it is right now. It is evil. It is despicable. It, it, I, I can't find a single thing to say about it. I never have been. You know, don't. And here's the thing: like, I want to be a part of a church. I want to be a part of, you know, broader church. You know, but like, I can't be. I have been excluded my entire life. I have seen from a very early age just how broken, how disgusting, like how backstabbing, how corrupted it is. I can't get out of my mind. The only community that there is is for white, straight, cisgender, rich people. If you're poor, you don't get to be a part of it. You were told to shape up, you know. Maybe you should listen to fucking Dave Ramsey some more, you know. I'm a poor tranny. There's no place for me. Why the fuck would I give a shit about what the church thinks? Why the fuck would I give a shit about the church standing as institution as it is? No, burn the fucker down. And then let's rebuild it once it fi- finally completely burnt down. 
Because as it is right now, it's completely run by evangelicals. And evangelicalism is a cancer upon society. And so, yeah, you know, I agree with her. I'm probably taking this much further than, you know, the dirtbag Christian would take it. I, I fully recognize that. She probably would never come anywhere close to, you know, where I am, you know. But that, you know, when, when I read, you know, her talking about how she doesn't give a shit about evangelicalism. Same here. I don't give a shit what they think. And I want to burn that shit down. I, I am beyond done. Let's throw some fucking, you know, fuel on the fire, I say. You know, and she goes, goes on. You know, I don't care if they think I'm a real Christian. I don't need to defend myself to them. I'm not scared of what other Christians think of me. I'm not here to impress them with my intellectual interpretations or kindly thoughts. Amen and amen. You know, they can call me a heretic, a harlot, and a sinner. Amen and amen. Um, let's see. But, you know, and I love how she, you know, she she talks about, you know, in the second and last paragraph, you know, like, look, I'm still a Christian. Despite all this, you know, many of you would say, oh, you're not a Christian. Like, no, I, I, I still am. I still love Jesus. But I want something that's real. Because guess what? Jesus is found in the trashiest among us. He is found in the least respectable among us. Church isn't made for those who got shit together. The church isn't made for the rich. The church isn't made for the white, cisgender, and heterosexual. The church is made for the black homeless person. The church is made for the queer. The church is made for the person who's so hooked up on, you know, some, on, I don't know, weed... You know, that they can't imagine ever getting off of it and it's completely destroying their life. They've lost all of their family and friends. It's, it's for that, it, it, you know, it's for that person who's been in and out of jail nonstop. You know, and nobody wants anything to do with them. Like, oh, look at that prison record. <laughs> Keeping you away from my kids. That's who church is for. It's for the it's for the mom who you know to cope with you know with, with uh, you know cope with motherhood, drinks every night, you know constantly cussing around her kids, you know, hasn't doesn't have anything together, you know, doesn't know if she's going to be able to feed all her kids that night. Christianity is for those people, not the well put together, um, white cisgender Christian you know, rich person as it is today. Those are the only people who are allowed to be a part of the church as it in today's society. That's not who Christianity was made for. It was never made for the oppressive class, for the oppressing class. And yet we have watered down Christianity to be something exclusively for the oppressing class. Christianity today here in America is not for the oppressed. True Christianity is. And that's what I want. I want to burn down this false Christianity that permeates today's society.
that is all about making the oppressor feel safe and comfortable. You know, we're good. That we're doing good. And bringing it back to this core. You know, where Jesus is truly found. In the most broken, the trashiest, the most unrespectful, unrespected people in our society. And you know what? I want to make it clear. I want to make sure that I am as unrespectable as possible. And this has been something I've been kind of trying to get myself to be able to do. You know, like, I never really given too much of a shit about being super respectable, you know, outside of certain contexts. It's like, no, I'm trans. I'm fucking poor. I've been homeless. Probably will end up homeless again. Just that alone makes me not respectable. Makes me, you know, hideous in the eyes of the church. You know, the lowest of the low. You know, not the lowest of the low, but you know what I mean. I'm pretty low on, you know, society's totem pole of, you know, who's respectable. You know, it is at least in evangelical churches. You know, I can think of of groups of people who are a lot lower than that. Brown immigrants, anyone? (laughs) You know, but... (sighs) Christianity is not for the respectable. It never was meant to be. Jesus was not a respectable figure in his day. So why should I be? As long as I'm pissing off... The religious establishment, I know I'm doing right. That's how I view it. Anyway, so yes. Dirtbag Christianity is an attitude of bringing forth the trashiest, most unrespectable people who Christ is actually found in. Who the Bible says the crisis found in and making them the forefront, you know, focusing in on them and how we can find Christ in them, you know, especially if you yourself are unrespectable, you know, and not trying to be respectable. I think that's the other thing, not giving a fuck about appearing respectable, you know, not trying to become this mainstream figure, you know, I guess what, you know, I'm not trying to be someone, you know, who gets, you know, put on to, you know, gets to be a blogger for Gospel Coalition, you know. I'm not trying to be, you know, someone who, you know, is seen side by side with, you know, even more progressive Christians. Like, I'm trying to think, you know, prominent progressive Christians in the queer space. Uh, Austin Hartke, Allison Robinson, um, Matthew Vines, um... Those are the ones I can think of off the top of my head. I know, I know. I I, I need to study more queer theologians. And very early on in my journey, I I actually just got from Barnes & Noble um, this book, um, This Is My Body, um, by Christina Beardsley and Michelle O'Brien. Okay, I'm still very much studying, finding queer theologians. And, you know, studying what they have to say. I have a very, very small list I have currently. Um, trying to expand it. Trying to expand it as much as I can. 
Anyway, but, you know, like, I'm not trying to, like, be appearing with those people. Because I'm not trying to be respectable. I'm trying to be authentic. I'm trying to be someone who finds Christ in the trashiest, you know, in the lowest of society. Ones that, you know, no evangelical church would even come close to allowing, you know, to walk through for doors. You know, and I think it's kind of funny, you know, for years now, my favorite Christian songs have always been the ones that evangelicals, you know, raised a little actual controversy in evangelical circles. I Am by P.O.D., you know, that song was super controversial among evangelicals when it came out, you know, how, you know, the chorus, you know, which to be, it's, I mean, Sonny himself even admitted could have been written better, you know, uh, if you were really the son of God, you know, tell me, even tell me who the fuck is he, you know. Got people pretty fucking upset, you know. And plus, you know, he's talking about, you know. And But the thing is, like, I feel like that's kind of like one of the first dirtbag Christian songs in many ways, you know. He talked about, you know, how many Christians, you know, creating, like, Christ could be found in, like, the dirtiest society, you know, the ones that people hate the most, you know. I am the slut, you know, the neighborhood slut, I am a whore, you know, I am a little bit strange, daddy called me a faggot, you know, actual lyrics in no song, you know, and he just goes on, you know, be people that, you know, no evangelical ever touch, and that song was super controversial, you know, you can't say things like that, and today's evangelical structure, you know, there was the Derek Webb song, um, which was so controversial, they weren't even, they were not even allowed to put it on the album Stockholm Syndrome, which is a shame. Because, I mean, in my opinion, Stockholm Syndrome by Derek Webb's already arguably the greatest Christian album ever. And I would probably say that Mercury and Lightning by John Mark McMillan, or maybe even Beyond Control by Kane's Kaleidoscope are probably better. Or Flesh Eater by Bradley Halfway. I don't know. I'd have to think about that. Like, it's right up there. It's right up there with those in terms of great Christian albums. And, oh my god, Flesh Eater by Bradley Halfway. <laughs> oh gosh. I, 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 that, that, that'd probably give some evangelicals heart attacks. We'd probably keel over dead of strokes listening to that album. Definitely not acceptable things to say in that. Um, you know? But yeah, I mean... Uh, what Matters More by Derek Webb, which was supposed to be in Stockholm Syndrome. But it was too damn controversial. Because he was just like, why the fuck do you give a shit about gay people? You know, like, why, like, while you're sitting here condemning gay people for really no reason, there are thousands of people who are dying today. Why don't you focus on bringing Christ to the thousands who are dying? Focus on feeding them and all that shit, you know? He's just like... You sit around and don't give a shit about 50,000 people who are dying today. I believe, I, I, think, I think that's how he said it in the song, you know. Um, super controversial. You can't say that. How dare you, you know, call, call us out for not actually focusing on, you know, spreading the gospel like we claim to be as evangelicals. How, how dare you call us out for that? You know, a prayer by King's Kaleidoscope. You know, how dare you use the F word, you know? Because the song is literally a prayer. It's a prayer written, that, you know, that 
the lead singer Chad Gardner wrote down in his journal when he was at his lowest. And because he dared you say it fucking while praying to God, oh my God, you gotta be canceled, you know, and they actually did get canceled. If you want to talk about cancel culture, talk about what they did to King's Kaleidoscope. They can't go anywhere now. <clears throat> Just because they dare say fucking. No Christian store selling for shit anymore. Because they dared say fucking in a prayer. I mean, in a song, period. But especially during a prayer, you gotta show more reverence. Bitch, I fucking cuss to God all the fucking time in my prayers. <laughs> you know, if you're not allowed to cuss in prayers to God, then... Ooh, Billy. I'm in trouble, Devin. I fucking cuss all the fucking time when talking to God. You know? Gosh. Sorry, I'm just having that beautiful song of prayer by King's Kaleidoscope just playing in my head right now. Like, one of my favorite songs ever, you know? Will I fall or will I misstep? Will I fall or will I misstep? Will I call you with my last breath? Will you be there for me after? While I sit inside the silence where the fear is fucking violent. Child of God thrown to the lions, is there hope on the horizon? Will I fall or will I misstep? How fucking beautiful. But of course you can't say that. You know, and these have always been among my favorite songs for years now. Even back when I was very much trying to force myself to be this respectable Christian, you know, who was always well-spoken, you know, just respectable, got to appear good, you know, and all that stuff. When I was still trying to pretend to myself that I wasn't trans, these were the songs that appealed to me. You know, I've been finding a lot of solace and love for, you know, Heavy rock, you know, like the heavier forms of rock music, you know. Death Therapy is one of my favorite bands ever. You know, listening to bands such as Demon Hunter, Crumb, um, Phineas, bands like them. Definitely not respectable, you know, what a lot of those albums, they say shit ton of things that are highly controversial. You can never get away saying in evangelical circles, you know, I've been listening, you know, I had several Twitter um, people give me recommendations for, you know, Christian rock bands to listen to, you know, and I've been listening through, you know, the whole As Cities Burn, uh, um, As Cities Burn um, discography. You know, and I just finished listening to um, the first album, Son, I Loved You at Your Darkest. And then about a, today, actually, you listened to her second album, um, whatever that's called, I can't remember. Something like, something about sleep. And holy shit, was that made? It, Son, I Loved You at Your Darkest, holy shit, how good that album is. I, I could never recommend it highly enough. So damn good. So many things I could never get away of saying in an evangelical church. No, but this is the stuff that's appealed to me for years now. 
And I never understood why. And it was not until reading this that I understood. Now, I've been dealing with an identity crisis for late. Forever. You know, being trans, not really getting to live in myself, you know. And now that I am trans and living openly as a woman, you know, I now, you know, trying to, you know, for several years now, I made an effort to try to create a life offline, you know, be respectable, have an actual personality, you know, have a personality that's not being trans. Because, yeah, I absolutely admit, my whole personality is I am trans. You know, I've never been good at making at relationships offline. Never had much of a relationship with my parents. Never had one with my sisters. Never had one with extended family. Never really had friends growing up. And even when I do have friends today, I suck at being a friend with them. I mean, I absolutely suck at being a friend. And for several years now, I made it, I made an effort trying to get out more. You know, be offline, make friends offline. Try to be respectable. Be well-spoken. Ah, who I am. For me, real life is online. I'm never going to have a life offline. You know, and I think the other thing is, you know, not do everything alone. That's the other thing. I've been taught, you know, everyone is always saying, you got to be a part of a community, you know. Got to find a community, you know, and all that shit. You know, you can't do everything alone. It's like my entire life, all I've ever had to do was do things alone. I've never been allowed to receive help. And, you know, in some cases today, I do get help in some things. But, like, for the most part, I still have to do things alone today. But yet, everyone keeps telling me, can't be alone. Gotta find community. You know? It's like, No. I have always had to grow spiritually on my own. I've always had to grow emotionally and mentally on my own. I've always had to grow as a person on my own. I've never really had friends. Never had a relationship with my family. Guess what? This is who I am. I am the lone warrior. I am someone who will always have to do pretty much everything on my own. You know, I am not someone who is respectable. Why should I try? You know? Like, and, you know, after reading this, you know, somebody who's just like, you know what? Fuck it. Reading somebody else goes like, fuck it. I'm just done with this. I'm, I'm not respectable. You know? I'm someone who gets, you know, she talks about getting stoned off her ass. You know? Not exactly a respectable thing, especially, you know, in the evangelical circles, you know. Um, like, and, you know, and she's just like, she's unapologetic for it. It's who I am. Get over it, fucker. You know, I'm putting those words in her mouth, you know. But, I mean, those are, you know, d d definitely, I feel like, are kind of representative of her sentiments, you know. But it's just like... I'm not, like, for me personally, Anna, it's like, I'm not a respectable person. Never going to be. Always been alone. For me, real life is strictly online. I don't have an offline life. 
And Anis, when I like when I try to, it's just never worth it at the end. Never found an offline life that was worth it. Offline is dull and dreary. I don't understand how on earth anybody enjoys living offline. For me, online is where life is. And you know, I'm just I after reading this, it kinda of gave me curiosity. You know what? Fuck it. That's who I am. I'm someone whose life is online. I am someone who is in fact a lone warrior who's never going to be a part of a community. I am someone, you know, who's never gonna be respectable. You know what? Fuck it. Just be good with it. You know, not saying I don't have any friends, you know, not saying I, you know, offline, you know, not saying that, you know, I'm never going to attempt to be reasonable in certain situations, you know, there are certain situations where, yeah, you kind of have to be, but these are not who I'm going to be making an active effort to be, not making an active effort to be this reasonable tranny Christian, not going to make an effort to be this offline person, you know, I get, you know, if a friendship happens offline, then cool, whatever, you know, and I do have a few offline friendships, and I love my offline friends pretty dearly, just like, I don't know, it's not something I'm putting effort into, like, to do any more of, it's just not who I am. I am a dirtbag Christian. Un unrespectable. Trashy. Something that nobody, no, no sane Christian would ever want to be associated with. My whole life is devoted to one thing and one thing only. Jesus. Propagating the message of the gospel. Propagating the gospel. That is the message of freedom to the oppressed, because that's what the gospel is. It is a message of freedom to the oppressed. And a big fat middle finger to the oppressors. And that's my goal, is to be that person to give the finger to the oppressors and to bring comfort to the oppressed. That's my whole goal. In life. That's why I am a dirtbag Christian. And so why I may not be the dirtbag Christian, why I may not be the first, you know, person who identifies as a dirtbag Christian. You know, I mean, let's be honest, I think many people are dirtbag Christians. They just don't know it yet. This is absolutely, you know, I'm going to be first in one thing, which is the first Dirtbag Christian podcast. And, you know, and after reading the stuff, you just maybe realize this is very much the path I want to go down. Use my voice to be a voice for Dirtbag Christians everywhere. Use my YouTube channel, use my blog, use my podcast to be a platform other dirtbag Christians, other trashy Christians, other unrespectable Christians, other Christians that, you know, nobody wants anything to do with. That's what I want. 
Anyway, yeah, I think that's everything I really wanted to say for today. Um, thanks for listening, everyone. And I'll talk to you, and you'll hear again from me Thursday. Bye. In peace. Uh, sorry, I, I need to say my closing thing correctly. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> I, I it, it doesn't feel right anymore. Anyway, peace. <laughs>